Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to episode number one of the More to Movement podcast. My goal today is to shake you out of your current view of movement, and I'm going to chat about why I'm here and the purpose of this podcast. I'm also going to introduce a new mindset, and I'm going to talk about why this mindset is so vital for your success, and I'm going to provide you with ways that you can immediately start down the road to better movement, which of course will mean better results. So I'm really excited about this. I hope you are too. We'll be back right after this. Welcome to the More to Movement podcast, where we break down the science behind movement and provide you with tangible takeaways so you can take charge of your health and fitness and achieve lasting results. If you're ready to optimize your efforts, move with purpose, and invest in your health and performance with confidence and vigor, you've come to the right place. Here's your host, Pete Rowletter. What's up, everybody? Welcome to my very first episode of More to Movement. My name is Pete Rolletter, and I'm your host, and I am very excited to be here. This has been a work in progress for a while, and I finally pulled the trigger on this thing. So here it is, and I'm ready to get started. I hope you are too. So I'm going to start off by asking you a question. Have you ever hit a wall with your training or performance goals? Or do any of you out there have aches or pains or injuries that are preventing you from actually exercising or training or getting in the way of your daily activities. If you are one of those individuals, don't worry. That's about everybody. But I share your pain because that was me and then some. So a little bit about me. So I was a highly recruited athlete and I was obsessed with basketball. That was my, that was my thing. And it was my big ticket. I had several big, um, Offers to go play uh, in the college level, and that was my goal. But unfortunately, I was plagued with knee injuries, specifically my right knee. Started when I was 13 years old. I had my very first surgery then, and I proceeded to have a surgery about every year and a half for the next 12 years. The whole time, I kept wondering, why? What is going on? Why me? Because I worked really hard, and I worked... Harder than anybody. That's where I got a lot of my confidence was was my work ethic. But that question plagued me. And, and I carried that question for years. I wanted to know why. So I dove into it. I started researching. And two exercise science and performance degrees, eight total surgeries, and 17 years in this field finally provided me those answers. As well as those solutions. And those solutions are what drives me in this field now. And those solutions are what I'm here to share with you. Now, there are a lot of things that can contribute to your fitness plateaus or your aches, your pains, injuries. But a lot of times we actually neglect and dismiss the most prominent contributor. And that's how we move. Yep, it it is that simple, the way we move. But if it's that simple... Why don't we just fix it? You know, move better, right? Because we actually don't know how to move anymore. And specifically, we don't know how to move the right way. Now, that's not to say that everyone's movement is complete trash, but most of the movements that we do daily are just habitual and they're on a subconscious level and they're just reactionary to our daily life. What that means is that we're not fully aware of how we move anymore. And that's what happened to me. I was working crazy hard. 
but I wasn't working hard the right way. And unfortunately, I was just reinforcing poor movements and poor movement patterns, and that was just contributing to the problem. I had the best of intentions, but accidentally, I just was training the wrong way, and inevitably, that set me up for failure. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about here. Let's take the squat exercise. It's a universal movement. We all do it. And it's typically used in almost every training program to develop strength. But let me ask you, is the squat a one size fits all exercise? Okay. So to squat, we all dorsiflex our ankles and we flex our knees, hips, and trunks so that we can drop down into it or descend into the squat. But that's about as far as the similarities actually go. Just to give you a few examples, everything from the neuromuscular development and control, uh, our limb lengths, our postural control, bilateral discrepancies, our stance, where the load is placed on our back, our squat style, and muscle imbalances can significantly impact the outcome of our efforts. So based on that, squatting just to squat may or may not yield the results we want. Of course, you'll get something out of it, right? It's not a complete waste of time, but are we optimizing our efforts? So if we're not optimizing our movement quality, we may not be developing to our fullest potential. Further, we may be even pushing ourselves closer to an injury or chronic aches and pains. Knowing how to do exercises is one thing. Understanding movement and the interdependent systems that optimize quality and efficiency within those exercises is another. And guys, that's why I'm here. I'm here simply to break down the science behind movement so that it's easier for you to understand. And moreover, I'm here to provide you with some tangible takeaways so that you can apply this knowledge that I'm going to share with you the right way. So you can start avoiding those preventable issues and start achieving the results that you want. All this information is out there, so I'm not proposing anything completely groundbreaking. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. But what I am offering you is my unique perspective and years of experience to help those concepts resonate with you so that you can infuse them into your life, into your training, into your exercise programs. I say this with my clients and all my students, and they all know this, and I'm going to share it with you. I have to stress my approach with you, and I'll stress it through this entire podcast. And my approach is this, move with purpose and move as optimally as possible. And there are so many things that can impede our goal of optimal movement. And that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because I want to address and provide easy fixes for those issues. It's what I do. So at this point, you might be asking, why does this matter, Pete? Here's why. If you can determine the source that disrupts your movement, you will have better corrective strategies, higher quality of life, and quicker results. And that's huge. That's huge. Let me expand on that with three points. First, if you want to make the best possible improvements, regardless of your potential physical issues, no more. Know what to do, how to do it, 
and why you should. The more you know, the more you can take control and improve. Second, you're limited by what you know. So for example, I know how to change a battery in a car and put gas in it. I'm really good at that. But it'd be a guessing game if I needed to replace the alternator or uh, the uh, oil pump seal or something. Because that ultimately would be a guessing game. I don't know. I don't know how to do those things. It'd be a waste of time, money, and energy. Now, think of a specific goal that you have and ask yourself, do you know the best way to achieve it? And then the third point, and this is for you professionals that are listening to this. You can help more people. If you understand how the body works, you can expand your services and help more people with an array of movement discrepancies. This will increase your professionalism and allow you to offer a practical, unique approach for each client, especially in a time of information overload and confusion in this health and in health and fitness industry. You will stand out. Who will benefit from this podcast? Who, who can listen in and actually get something from it? Of course, I want to say everyone um, because that's how ambitious I am, but really it's for anyone who's hungry for the why behind what they do. So I am talking to you DIY fitness goers out there who want to take charge of your health and your fitness. And you do appreciate the educated approach to health, fitness, and movement. So this is for you. This is also for anyone who wants to be proactive and learn to address issues before they become injuries or hindrances to performance. So this could be a beginner. You could be a seasoned lifter, or you could be a parent of an athlete, young or old. You all can benefit from this approach. This is also for anyone willing to invest in understanding and improving their health and fitness the right way. For those of you out there that are ready to take on the challenge of self-improvement, this podcast is for you. One of the most difficult journeys we have is the journey of self-improvement and what makes it worse if we don't know how to do it. So this podcast can be for you. And of course, the professionals that I addressed earlier, if you want to improve your professionalism and offer your patients or clients more, tune in. This is for you. So what will I be talking about through my podcast episodes? There's several components that I'll talk about. First and foremost, I'm a big believer in foundations. So I will spend time on those basic foundational principles of science and movement so that we understand the foundation and can build upon it. I promise though, I won't make it boring. Secondly, I will spend time on higher level advanced concepts. So concepts that you can, that will enhance and optimize your performance that you can use to really take steps forward. I'll also discuss, discuss corrective movement strategies to help you move better and get more out of your efforts. And that's a huge takeaway. If you can do more, move better, you're going to get better results. So I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about that. But in general, this podcast will discuss methods on how you can take ownership of your health and fitness and add purpose to your training, which includes, of course, exercises, nutritional guidance, the mindset that we need, and of course, resources for self-development. So I spent some time talking about what I'm going to offer and what I'm going to talk about, but what got me here? What's the whole problem? And why do I feel like I need to do this podcast? 
So I mentioned earlier how our habits influence our movement, and that's a big one. And I'll address that at length in future episodes. So that's to come. But it's also important for other reasons. So first, the state of movement here in America is on a significant decline. There's a lot to blame for our sedentary lifestyle, but there's a lot of things impacting that we have control over. Let me throw a couple of statistics at you that I know scare me, and I, I hope they get you thinking a little bit. 39.8% of U.S. adults 20 years or older are obese, with almost 72% of them being overweight. 77% of adult Americans do not get the recommended amount of exercise each week, which could lead to years of health problems. Musculoskeletal pain is more common now than it was 40 years ago, specifically with 80% of adults being affected by low back pain. The shocking thing from those stats is that many of these are modifiable through improved movement. I could keep listing stats. That list goes on, but you, you get the picture. And to me, it's incredible that in today's boom in health and fitness media and technology that we as a society are as unhealthy as ever. And like I said just a moment ago, all these things could significantly improve with movement. So that leads to the second reason why I believe this podcast is important, and that's our mindset. It's no real secret that many people have a warped attitude and mindset of instant results and indifference regarding their health, their fitness, and exercise. Exercise has almost become a dirty word. It is what it is, right? Just the mindset. Just It is what it is. No, of course not. And that's the important thing is that it's what you make it. The problem is everybody wants the what. The workout plan or the diet, for example, without considering the why or the how behind it. The latest trending Pinterest best way to lose five pounds workout may be a lot of fun. And believe me, I, I've had some fun with some of those workouts. But without knowing how to apply that program to fit your unique body, movement, and physiology, it may be all for naught. I'm not knocking Pinterest workouts. Like I said, a lot of them are fun. But if you are looking for specific results, you need to make sure that you are applying that program to fit your unique body so that you can optimize your results. What I am knocking is the notion that optimal results come from simply following a list. There's more to it. There always is. Look, I know I'm one voice, but if I can educate, inform, and inspire just one of you to embrace a lifestyle based in movement, then my efforts are worth it. I truly mean that. And I believe that there's a lot of truth in that saying that knowledge is power. Because when you take time to learn and understand something, you can apply it the best way that benefits you. This leads to ownership. And when you own something, you tend to invest in it. And I think of this adage, give someone a fish, they will eat for a day. Teach someone to fish, they'll eat for a lifetime. And that's the purpose here. If you understand movement, you can modify it, adapt it, or change it to better suit you and your unique body. And that, of course, will lead to better lasting results throughout your life. So with every podcast episode, 
I'm going to give you some takeaways. I call them tangible takeaways because that's how I teach. That's how I educate is I want you to actually be able to take this stuff and use it immediately. And so what are the takeaways from today's discussion? First and foremost, try working on something that I call your movement mindset. It's a mindset in which you work to view obstacles a little differently. You see them as a means of growth. So where others may quit and submit to discomfort, you choose to be motivated by it and find a way to overcome it. Simply, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. And the same goes for health, fitness, and movement improvement. Let me give you an example. At 25 years old, my surgeon told me that I qualified for a knee replacement surgery. 25 years old. And he had aged my knee based on the, the, the most previous surgery that I had at 89 years old. And I remember sitting there contemplating what that meant. And of course, the suggestions of you need to take it easy. You need to get a desk job. You need to stay off your feet. But I knew what that meant. If I got off my feet, that means that I wouldn't move as much. And I knew the benefits of movement and exercise. And I knew what I didn't want to be. So I embraced this movement mindset and I worked on those discrepancies on the issues that were contributing to my knee problems. And I refused to resign to that sedentary lifestyle. If you saw how I trained today, you'd never know how many issues and injuries I've had. And that's the beauty of understanding movement. Now, of course, I still have my days where I have aches and pains and things that I got to deal with, but it's not stopping me. I'm thriving and I'm moving. The second takeaway from today's discussion is try to become mindful of your movement habits. Work to become aware of what you do and don't do every day. So ask yourself, simple question, what do you do most of the day? Do I sit? Do I stand? Do I avoid movement? Think about it for a moment and put it in a journal or in your notes app and date it so that in a few weeks, in a few months, you can revisit this and see how you've changed. This self-reflection will start the process of creating that movement mindset. Third takeaway from today's discussion. Try to determine your balances and imbalances in movement. Now, this can be a pretty advanced topic, and I will have future episodes in which we will learn to like, dig in to our movement and find those musculoskeletal imbalances, but you can start right away without knowing all that stuff just by being aware of your body. For example, do you use one hand or one leg or even one side of your body more than the other? Do you put your bag on one shoulder and not the other? Do you have aches or pains that prevent you from moving a certain way? Like I said earlier, write these down so that you can begin to address them as we start to talk about these different movement discrepancies and corrective strategies. The fourth takeaway, be proactive about that movement mindset. So it's one thing to recognize areas of improvement and say, oh yeah, I need to do this. I need to do that. But it's another to actually start taking those steps. And I'm going to encourage you to take those steps. Like I said previously, I will expand on this stuff in the future. But for now, ask yourself, how can I 
simply add more movement to my life? What little things can I change to start moving more? Don't fool yourself and think that little things won't matter. I can't tell you how often I hear that. Pete, will it really matter if I just take that one flight of stairs up to work? Pete, will standing just a few minutes during my break really make an impact? Yes. Because guys, it's about creating awareness and habits around movement. And how are habits formed? Repetition. The more you move, even in little ways, the more that habit is reinforced and you can build on that. And that's why I'm here. And this is where we're headed. Optimal results don't come from hard work, guys. They come from focused, efficient, and intentional hard work. Let's start adding some purpose to our movement, right? Sounds good to me. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening to my very first podcast episode. Your time is valuable, uh, but you've chosen to spend some time with me, and I really do appreciate it. So as we've discussed, you need that solid foundation to understand how movement improvement can occur. So next time I will be discussing principles of movement and specifically, I'm going to jump right into movement patterns, what they are, how they can directly enhance or hinder our results and what we can do about it. So thanks again. I hope to see you next time. And remember, wherever you are, keep moving. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of More to Movement with your host, Pete Rowletter. If you enjoyed the show, please visit moretomovement.com where you can find this episode's show notes along with more episodes and articles to empower you on your journey.